When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm back. Lovely to see you guys. And I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our great friends at Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they'll match your first bet up to $250. That's promo code A2Z in the Superbook Sports app. Of course, you can go to TrueMav Fitness as you try and Get yourself or keep yourself in great shape this summer. TrueMav Fitness is where you go. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMavFitness.com. So uh, with the time that's passed, there's not really been a lot. That's why we chose to take the week off primetime that we did. One, because July 4th on a Tuesday is weird. Uh, Two, because there's nothing going on right now in football. There's precious little out there. And um, while today did give us a little bit of a little bit of an update, it's not really anything that we didn't know now, or not really anything that, not really anything that is substantive. It's the most news that we've had on DeAndre Hopkins in a couple of weeks, but it's nothing quite as crazy. It's nothing right concrete. Many of you are over this. Many of you, and understandably so, it's going to drag on for several more weeks after this. There's not going to be any resolution on it in the near future. It's possible that situations arise, whether that's injuries during training camp or another team deciding that they're desperate enough to get in on the D-hop game. It's entirely possible that somebody comes in and scoops this wide receiver out from under you after weeks and weeks of you being gaslit as to his potential landing spot here in Tennessee. But um, it does seem like they are doing everything within their power to acquire this player. Now, in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes if you want to call them that I would call them that uh at this point I think sweepstakes is a fair assessment of who this player is at this point MB or rather William Jones says I just wish preseason would hurry up and get here so all of this D hop talk can go away well that's not how the calendar works so unfortunately you know this period of the sports calendar is coming every year you know uh that football largely goes away in the summer and that you know you're going to have to go through this time and time again now that doesn't mean that you can't complain about it um, you are more entitled to complain about whatever you want to complain about. But you understand that this is the reality of the situation as it is year in and year out. And B agrees with William Jones, says the media is acting like this is Randy Moss in his prime. I'm tired of all the hype. He's either a Titan or not. And then let's move on. Well, we can't, right? We're in a holding pattern. We're in purgatory with DeAndre Hopkins news. So nothing, he's not going to be a Titan now. He's not going to be a Titan in, in the next cup let's say a couple of weeks, two weeks, I don't expect DeAndre Hopkins to have made a decision. And, uh, you know, he, he, so he will be in the same purgatory as we all are. And it's not that the media is acting like this is Randy Moss in his prime. Now, that may be how you're receiving it because you're being inundated with coverage. Truly, you are. Uh, and I understand how that might fatigue you. But there is no disputing that a free agent of this caliber whether he's peak Randy Moss or not, he's still a really, really good player. He's still a top 10 receiver in professional football. And that's, I think, 
well worth the discussion given that there's jack shit for news anywhere else. So when there's not, there's one news story that everybody has to cover when so many of us dedicate our professions, rightfully so, because the interest level is there to covering professional football, then yeah, it's probably going to wear you down from time to time, but it's not a, he's either a Titan or not. And then let's move on. Obviously that's not how the news cycle works because there will be no resolution on this anytime soon. Um, Mr. Jones says the media (laughs) reports on who they want D hop to go to or not go to who he will actually who he actually will, because it's the Titans, in my opinion. All right, that's just a that's that sentence is just gibberish. <laughs> that's I I love you guys. It's been a whole week since I've seen you guys. It is delightful to be back in the swing of things, and it's also delightful to have you know uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theories brought back into my life. I look. Somebody said earlier that I look refreshed. It's because I have not been reading comments like this for the better part of a week. The media reports on, okay, again, I'm going to have to suss my way through this. The media reports on who they want D-Hop to go to, not who he actually will. I assume that means not who he actually will sign with because, according to Mr. Jones, it's the Titans in his opinion. Okay, so what you're saying is anybody who's saying that it's not the Titans is wrong because that's your opinion. And so if they disagree with you, there's a conspiracy theory against uh, a conspiracy, a league wide, a media wide conspiracy theory against you personally, Mr. Jones, and your football opinions, because you think they're just trying to bother you. That is the most uh, pacifier in mouth, thumb sucking explanation for what it is that the coverage has been around DeAndre Hopkins. Now, again, I say to you, Yeah, certainly. There are going to be people in media who want DeAndre Hopkins to land in a more visible spot. New England is a more visible spot than Tennessee. It's easier to talk about DeAndre Hopkins in New England than it is in Tennessee. There's no no disputing that. Nick Davis says uh, of the earlier comment, he's saying that the media treats the Titans in a way that isn't fair. No, the media treats the Titans in a way that is inherently fair. Okay, the reason that A to Z Sports exists as a company is because the media, and I assume you're talking about, and I hate that this is turning into a media discussion when we're here to talk about football, God help me, but we are, they are being imminently fair if a national news outlet is not covering Tennessee as much as they're covering the Boston and New England sports market. That's wild to me. That that would even be an explanation that's, uh, that's lobbied. That's why local media exists. A to Z Sports is specifically designed as a network, it's why it's why Zach and Austin had a really good business model when they started this thing. I mean, hell, we're going on what seven years ago because you want hyper local coverage of your favorite sports teams, and you're not going to get it when you turn on Sports Center. So, what are you going to do? You're going to tune on, tune in in the morning at 8 a.m., you're going to tune in at night at 8 p.m. Uh, to hear just Titans talk. I'm going to talk to you about you know for an hour, for 45 minutes, for 25 minutes in the offseason, whatever the case may be. Uh, about your favorite football team. That's how it goes, right? So unfair, no, they're doing what's the most fair for them. Titans don't bring them eyeballs, don't bring them viewers. Patriots do. That's just how it goes. Uh, Digi Sports says the Titan battered syndrome is firing up already. Well, we call it for the Tennessee Vols fans, uh, we call it the uh, the BVS, right? Battered Vols syndrome. So maybe there's a battered Titan syndrome. Uh, that is uh, that is going to continue to uh, proliferate the conversations around this. Listen, if you want to feel slighted by the media, that's fine. I think that's a waste of time because it's not going to change anytime soon and no amount of bitching 
is going to uh, change that. Uh, Dr. Lipset says, why do so many Colts fans follow Paul Karski? Because Paul used to cover the entire division. So that's why uh, Paul has uh, followers from all four AFC South fan bases because in the original iteration of like what Tehran does now with NFL Nation, they used to just do it like the NFL Network did, which is regional reporters. And Paul covered the whole division at the inception of the uh, of the NFL Nation uh, program for ESPN. And now they've split it off into 32 individual reporters for each individual NFL team. So uh, point being, you know, whatever, whatever your, your biases or whatever your feelings are about the media coverage around DeAndre Hopkins and the Titans, you understand, you know, how different outlets are going to approach this, right? Uh, a Vining, it's either a Vining or a Vining, says Titans need to put a deadline on this. He needs to be signed by training camp. Uh, we remember what happened when, with Julio when he missed camp. Well, that's one. Well, one. Uh, okay, so let me take this piece by piece. One, that's not going to happen. They're not going to put a deadline on shit. There's not a deadline on anything. I mean, he has zero deadline. No other NFL team is going to put a deadline on him. No, If they want DeAndre Hopkins, they're in it on DeAndre Hopkins' schedule. That's the small bit of leverage that he has. Um, so not only are the Titans not going to do that, New England's not going to do that, Kansas City's not going to do that, Carolina, if they're really interested, is not going to do that. Uh, nobody's going to put a deadline on this player. Uh, secondly, he needs to be signed by training camp. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't like, there's nothing that demands that he be signed by training camp. He's not necessarily going to be that much behind the eight ball. If he's not signed until, you know, if training camps gets underway, if we get a week into training camp, if we get two weeks into training camp, you know, maybe that's not ideal, but it's not like it's a necessity. Nothing's good. Nothing bad is going to happen. The world's not going to end your football season. Not going to get off the ground if he's not signed by training camp. So again, incorrect. Uh, and then the third part of that, we remember what happened with Julio when he missed camp. Julio was signed before training camp. Julio was signed during the voluntary portion. Julio drove up from Atlanta to Nashville the day after he was traded for <laughs> to participate in voluntary OTA. So again, three parts to that statement, all three, uh, wrong on all three counts. They don't need to put a deadline on it. He doesn't need to be signed by training camp. And Julio was signed well in advance of training camp and did participate here and there. He had an injury. He got held out for a portion of training camp. Uh, and that was, you know, it was wise to do because turns out he was very, very fragile and they were going to have to manage that all season long. But he was, in fact, signed before training camp. He did, in fact, participate in training camp. In fact, I think a couple of weeks of training camp before he went up. I remember I was I was in I was watching because we did the radio show from training camp that day. He caught a pass in the back of the end zone. He went up and uh, and I don't think it was a one-handed catch. I think it was a two-handed catch. And I can't remember the defensive back that he caught it over. But I do remember he came down pretty hard, like on his, uh, I'd call it his tailbone slash lower back. And immediately they said, all right, shut it down. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. So again, wrong, wrong, wrong on all three counts there. And again, Julio Jones has nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins. They're two separate things, right? They're two completely separate entities. Um, they're not even in the same place that they were uh, physically at the same age. The only the only similarity, well, there's two similarities between DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. One, they're probably both going to the NFL Hall of Fame. Probably. Even, even though there's a log jam, log jam at the wide receiver position because the way that the numbers are inflated with the increased presence of a passing game, they're probably both going to the Hall of Fame. And two, they're both, 31-ish by the time the Titans, uh, by the time there might be explored interest between them and the Tennessee Titans, right? Julio was 31 or 32. DeAndre Hopkins is 31. So their age and their, you know, career similarities 
are the only similarities in this. Physically, there is not even remotely the same discussion around Julio as there was around uh, as there is around DeAndre Hopkins. And so again, try not to bring your previous biases to the present situation that they're trying to suss through because they're not built the same at this point. So your two rivers for take is this. Uh, would you be comfortable with the Titans overpaying for DeAndre Hopkins? Because it does seem like there is reporting around this that is going to lend itself to them being more aggressive. I'm going to read you the reporting of Mike Reese of NFL, speaking of NFL Nation, here in just a second, right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by the wonderful folks at Two Rivers Ford. 40 years in Middle Tennessee is a locally owned and operated business, getting you the best quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So here's the latest on DeAndre Hopkins from Mike Reese of ESPN.com. Uh, so it's in uh, it's in Mike's weekly notebook, quick hit thoughts and notes around the NFL and specifically the New England Patriots. So of DeAndre Hopkins at this point, uh, there is a discussion around key points on where things stand with the free agent wide receiver. According to sources close to the situation, the Tennessee Titans and Patriots have now officially made offers. The Titans have been more aggressive to this point, and Hopkins hasn't been in a rush to sign. So there's two, two new things there. Now we have offers. This is the first time that we've had offers reported on the table. Well, it's not the first time that we've had offers reported. Mike Florio said they offered him a contract a couple of weeks ago when they hadn't. Um, but Mike Reese is very, very well-sourced, very, very thorough in his reporting. I am going to, I cannot specifically myself confirm the Titans offer to DeAndre Hopkins as of yet, but I can, uh, I will certainly follow up and do so. The Titans and the Patriots have made offers, according to Mike. The Titans have been more aggressive to this point, and Hopkins hasn't been in a rush to sign. One reason for Hopkins to wait a bit longer is to leave the possibility open for another team entering the mix, potentially increasing his market. He goes on to say of the incentive for DeHop. If it remains between the Titans and the Patriots, actually, I'll read you that here in just a second, because let's just react first to that blurb, okay? What do you make of that information? Who look, who leaked this info, DeAndre or the team? Well, I don't think it has to be uh, that cut and dry, and I'm not here to source guess. I I, I don't know. It is the, the exercise that benefits you the most as a consumer, I would say, uh, Doc, is who most benefits from that information being out there, okay? Uh, so again, I'll read you the blurb. Key points on where things stand with free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, according to sources close to the situation, are as follows. Pats and Titans have made offers. All right, who does that benefit to have that out there into the ecosystem? Well, it probably benefits DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I'm not trying to draw any parallels between DeAndre Hopkins, his representation, and that bit of information, but who does that benefit most to have out there? It benefits DeAndre Hopkins. The Titans have been more aggressive to this point, and Hopkins hasn't been in a rush to sign. Who does that most benefit to have out there in the news cycle? Well, logically, the Titans, but that doesn't mean that it has to come from the Titans organization, right? That can that can come from an agent. That can come from Hopkins himself. Again, we're not here to source guess, but take this piece by piece, and you can try and infer, if you want to try and source guess, uh, however you want to. And then one reason for Hopkins to wait a bit longer is to leave open the possibility of another team entering the mix, potentially increasing his market. Well, that is that is common sense, but that it can also come from Hopkins. That can come from a team. That can come, uh, that can come, from, uh, that can come from the agent as well. So there's not really a cut-and-dried source 
uh, between DeAndre Hopkins or the team, but it does, I, I do think it's a fun exercise to go through and see who the information benefits the most, even if you're not outright trying to guess people's sources. Uh, let's see. I know he'll get fed here, says JR, but we are a run first team, small media, not going to win a bowl. Players love joining the super teams these days. Well, um, so uh, you don't know that he'll get fed here. Uh, volume of targets. This man is some. This man has been. This. I'm trying. I need to. I need to pull this up because the number is so insane. I want to say it's something like two, 192 career uh, or or targets is something that was the single season high for DeAndre Hopkins. So let's see, 192 in 2015. That's the number of targets that were thrown at DeAndre Hopkins back in 2015. 151, 174, 163, 150, 160, and then the last two seasons when he's missed a, a bunch of time, 64 and 96 respectively. All right, uh, I, I'm just going to look up the Tennessee Titans as a franchise and the players who have led the team in targets in the last couple of seasons. I think this is going to be a fascinating exercise to look at the receiving numbers over the course of the let's see let's see what the career high okay uh the career high targets is for any player so if deandre hopkins career high season worth of targets is 192 Derek mason is the closest to that number Derek mason in 2004 uh 158 okay so not even remotely close and that's the Titans' top targets leader. The most recent player to have that kind of volume in a Tennessee Titans offense, I mean, within the last 10 years, it's Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright got 139 targets back in 2013. The next closest is Delaney in 15 with 133. You have to go, uh, Corey Davis, the most recent example under Mike Vrabel, is Corey Davis and 112. So like. Volume targets? No. <laughs> when you say, I know he'll get fed here, based on what? That's that's wide receiver targets. How often are they throwing to the wide receivers? Now you can say, well, Tim Kelly can change that and all these different things. But again, the, the most targets that any wide receiver has had in a single season under Mike Vrabel is 112, and that was Mike's first year with Corey Davis being the only damn wide receiver that was basically worth it. Uh, even Delaney was was teetering, on, was on the downside at that point. Delaney's last uh, last big season like that was Malarkey uh, with 111 in 2017. Again, you have to really, really, even AJ. AJ topped out at 106 targets, so it's gone down appreciably. So it goes from Corey Davis at 112 in 2018 A.J. Brown in 2020 with 106. Then A.J. Brown's uh, 2021 season, 105 targets, far less catches. He didn't play nearly as much. And then A.J. Uh, AJ's rookie year was 84. 84 was the most targets that A.J. Brown had, or excuse me. Uh, so 102 is the most targets that A.J. had thrown. I'm sorry, 105 is the most targets that A.J. had thrown his way. So let's not say anything about we know he's going to get fed here at this point that's just the scenario uh for what the titans offense has been now how much are you willing to overpay this dude i don't necessarily think you need to overextend yourself at this point because if you were to do so 
it feels like you'd be bidding against yourself a little bit. Well, Kevin, I continue to hear that Hopkins is being patient here. Could wait closer to training camp to sign somewhere. See what develops. The Titans and the Patriots remain interested. I was told there was mutual interest expressed during Hopkins' visit to New England a few weeks ago. And Kansas City is not to be ignored here because if they can get the Chris Jones extension done, that would free up significant cap space, at which time pursuing Hopkins would be possible. So maybe there's a chance if he waits for a contender, that opportunity could open. Dalvin Cook, similar situation in that he's waiting as well. Could wait till after the franchise tag deadline because you have three running backs. Those are new contract comps. Now, there's some AFC East flavor here, Kevin, because we know he's been linked to Miami. I've talked to multiple teams who believe he will end up there, that there's mutual interest. The Jets are indeed doing their homework on Dalvin Cook. They got Brees Hall coming off the ACL, so that's a possibility. And New England, they need a running back. They like to have two good backs. They got Ramondre Stevenson. They are at least intrigued by Dalvin Cook. So that's the latest on DeAndre Hopkins, according to Jeremy Fowler at ESPN. Um, A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. So, you know, again, Super Bowl contention, not the most important thing. The money is always going to be the most important thing. He needs to be comfortable. He needs to be comfortable with the fit. He needs to be comfortable with the city. He needs to be comfortable with his surroundings. All those things matter, but the thing that has the most gravity to it at this point is still the money, the opportunity for him to cash in, where there's not going to be so many opportunities left for him to cash in, given who DeAndre Hopkins is in his career. So I think at this point, um, you have to keep that in mind. Would you be willing to overpay for him? My answer is no, I don't think you need to because right now NFL teams are not, you know, killing themselves to try and sign this dude. The Titans are pushing. They're being more aggressive. They need him worse than the New England Patriots do to have a chance to make the playoffs this season. Uh, So let's move on and let's talk about the best source of freeing up some finances if they need to do so. They don't need to do it necessarily before the DeAndre Hopkins deal is done, but they need to have some contingency plans in place should they be able to move quickly, get a deal done, and then need the cash in hand to allocate towards the salary cap to make sure that they're set, that they're cap compliant to make sure that DeHop can get the deal done you know, and, and go along with all the other things like clearing physicals and, and things like that. What can they do to free up some finances? We'll talk about it together on Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, right after I remind you that Primetime is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com, get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. You know my days at TrueMath are Tuesdays and Thursdays. I go for personal training. I love that personalized approach. It's not just because I like hanging out, working out, and talking uh, Titans with my buddy Worth Campbell, who runs TrueMath and is the lead trainer and coach at TrueMath Fitness but it's because that's the most specialized approach that I can get for me as an individual. Now, if you want the group class approach, the group classes are awesome too. I really enjoy them at TrueMav. Their coaching staff is great. The workouts are never recycled or repeated. The best part about TrueMav Fitness is you can try it for yourself and you can try it for free. Go sign up at TrueMavFitness.com for that first workout free and check out any of their great membership options. So, uh overpaying and trying to figure out what the finances are right now, you're going to have to move money around regardless at this point to make it make the most sense. Now, whether they prefer a two-year deal or a one-year deal, that information has not been detailed, 
but it is pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting to uh, consider. Looking at the uh, looking at this stage, um, I think there's a couple of different options financially that you can explore. Restructuring T Rack is not going to be one of them. Uh, Stephen King says, "Extend the King one more year. Extend Derrick Henry." Well, you could extend Derrick Henry. There's nothing keeping you from extending Derrick Henry. You're going to have some financial flexibility. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Derek this year, but right now there's no great rush to extend him, right? You don't need to give him an extension just for the sake of giving him an extension. If you were to extend Derek Henry, it should be for the purpose of bringing down his cap hit this year and trying to use that in player acquisition, specifically the acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins. Do I think that's the best move? We'll see what Derek's 2023 season looks like. Derek was still able to produce at a reasonably high level last year. He's got to correct the fumble situation. Six last year is entirely too many. Um, he needs a lot more help around him. Certainly, Derek Henry at his best had a lot more help around him. This version of Derek Henry is still able to be an incredibly productive player, but he's being asked to do too much by himself. So I think that Derek, while it's an option. It's not a bad option by any stretch of the imagination. I think Derek's got at least two more years in him. I think that Derek Henry can still continue to be a productive player for at least two more seasons and potentially beyond that. Derek's a really physically impressive human being, right? But I don't think that's the best option. If you're playing the percentages, the likelihood that Derek Henry's longevity is going to hold out beyond the average running back, well, he's already exceeding that exceeding that barometer, right? He's more durable than Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, most, almost all of his counterparts. And he's continued to do it through multiple seasons with great volume, taking a lot of contact along the way. Derek is, has already exceeded what I think most people would want or would get out of, uh, let's say, an above average running back, right? Derek has already exceeded that barometer. So rather than bank on him continuing to be unprecedented, I would prefer to play the percentages where they're better in my favor. I would prefer not to extend Ryan Tannehill because that means that, you know, either Malik Willis or Will Levis aren't functional uh, coming out of this season. And we won't know that for some time, but that's not a good situation for them to be in. So if the Tana, if Tannehill extension is something that is, that's explored, it's not necessarily a good thing, right? Derek is not a bad option there either, um, but Derek's not the best option. The best option is to not mess with either of those expiring contracts, to try and actually move on from those two and start your next generation of Titans football and not be so dependent on a couple of on, on those two players who have been critically important, but you know, at a certain point it comes time to move on from everybody. My preference would be to let those two contracts expire, to move forward with an affordable rookie contract at the quarterback position, to supplement uh, Derrick Henry the way that they were able to in 2021 when he got hurt, and to build a better offensive line in front of whatever the running running back situation would look like, and to restructure Harold Landry's contract would be the thing that makes the most sense. Um, you can move that money with great ease, and Harold plays a position that generally lends itself better to longevity. Um, I think in the same way that they've changed the rules to make life easier on the quarterbacks, it's allowed pass rushers to have longer careers. 
uh, as well. Um, I think when you look at that, that's that's typically the place that I would go. Um, Connor Kill says, agree with Buck here. Play it smart. Uh, Kenneth Davidson says, extend Derek for two years. Keep him in Nashville for three more years and let it run out. I think that's, I think that's, you know, if you're doing that, it's just for emotional purposes. And I think emotional decision-making is some of the worst decision-making in sports. So I would say let go and let God at a certain point with Derrick Henry. You can love him just the same. You just, you know, it's always better to move on from those things. Like Jarrell Casey. People love Jarrell Casey. You are 1,000% correct to love Jarrell Casey. Jarrell Casey was completely right to feel hurt when he got traded away for a seventh-round pick to the Denver Broncos. Um, but I, you know, I, I, even at that point, um, even at that point, like it was great that they were able to move Drell at all, like that they were able to get draft capital for Drell Casey when his body was clearly falling apart in that 2019 playoff run was one of the better moves that John Robinson made, even though it was a very, very emotionally charged decision. It's a no brainer as far as the emotionless decision making that football requires. Henry is going to be an emotional, it, there are going to be emotions tied up in whatever decision comes down with Derrick Henry at whatever point it happens. Those things, those things don't go away, right? Uh, and, you know, some people will harbor resentment for Rand Carthon and for the Titans organization for however it comes to an end with Derrick Henry, because in all likelihood, he's probably not going to end his career here, right? That's just, it's not how it goes. Um, you, uh, you look at this circumstance and you say, well, Derrick Henry, trading Derrick Henry in the same way that Jarrell Casey got traded doesn't necessarily make sense. One, because teams aren't going to value Derrick Henry uh, the way that the Titans value Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to be more valuable here than uh, more valuable here than anywhere else, right? So you, because uh, MB says a fourth or fifth round draft pick for Derrick Henry isn't making your team better. If you get a fourth or a fifth round draft pick, you move that dude yesterday, right? You're not getting a fourth or a fifth round draft pick. Uh, <laughs> no, no shot. You're getting a fourth or a fifth round draft pick for Derrick Henry. Uh, so if you, if you could get a fourth, I would have moved him, you know, yesterday, <laughs> but that's, that's not feasible. Um, he's more valuable here. He's worth the fourth round pick. If, the, if it was the Titans trading for Derrick Henry, then yeah, you would say fourth round pick. He's worth it here. A fifth round pick. Hell yeah. He's worth it here. It's not worth it to Buffalo. It's not worth it to Kansas City, Miami, whoever. Like, you can find running backs basically anywhere else. Mike McDaniel's making a running game function out of dudes you've never heard of, right? He's been doing that in San Francisco for years. So, uh, again, he's not as valuable to anyone else as much as he has value to you. And so you are correct in your assessment. Um, a fourth or fifth round draft pick for Derrick Henry isn't making your team better. Correct. You're also not getting that fourth or fifth round draft pick, which makes the point entirely moot. Derrick Henry is going to play out this season. What we're talking about is beyond this season and what that might look like in the freeing up of finances in a theoretical uh, DeAndre Hopkins deal. And so these are things to keep in mind around DeAndre Hopkins. And this is something that uh, this is something that a lot of people uh, that a lot of people are going to continue to wonder about. And, you know, we're just all in a holding pattern at this point around DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but we are not in a holding pattern around this is a free site, the best thing that I saw on the internet in the last two weeks, that we have been off on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Let me know uh, what you uh, think, what you think is going to be, or what you think was the best thing that you saw on the internet in the last couple of weeks that we've done the primetime show. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that Primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code A2Z, and they'll match your first bet up to $250. It's a great deal, a great value for you in the best sportsbook app. Superbook.com is where you go for terms and conditions. Get in on that action today. Make money on baseball while you still can. A-T-O-Z is the promo code. Your first bet up to $250 free at Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So, um, Dylan Elam says of the running back discussion, I couldn't name the Chiefs and Eagles running backs and they were in the Super Bowl. That should say enough about the running back position. Well, Dylan, you should be able to name the Chiefs and Eagles running backs. That's nonsense. If you're not able to name Isaiah Pacheco and Miles Sanders, then you weren't watching football very closely. I don't think you should diminish those two. Both of those dudes had great seasons. Now, one, now Pacheco, uh, Pacheco, I want to say was a sixth or a seventh round pick. Miles Sanders does not have like the best pedigree uh, for running back. I'd have to look up where. Uh, where he was selected, 53rd overall. So what would that make him? That'd make him a second round pick, a second round pick and a sixth or a seventh round pick. Like, yeah, I mean, those running backs are running backs are more replaceable than any other position. Full stop. Right. We understand that. Uh, and, and we know that, uh, and we know that Derek is built different in that way. That's what makes Derek Henry such a wonder, but like, you know, Miles Sanders has the same draft pedigree that Derrick Henry does, basically. In fact, Derrick Henry, I think, might have been a later uh, draft pick than uh, than uh, Miles Sanders. Let me see if – no, he was 45th overall. Okay, but uh, so, you know, a little less than less than 10 picks ahead of where uh, – or behind where Derrick Henry was selected. And so, uh, you know, I think that the running back situation, we understand that teams could manufacture a running game and that defensive busts lead to far more explosive gains in the running game than actually do the running backs or offensive linemen blocking, for example. Anyway, this is a free site. What's the best thing you saw on the internet? Best thing that I saw on the internet this weekend uh, was the uh, Victor Wembenyama Britney Spears video. All right, so it was reported that Victor Wembenyama's security guard or the security guard for the Dallas Mavericks, excuse me, not the Dallas Mavericks, the San Antonio Spurs, Britney Spears, pop icon, now turned social media. I don't even know what to call it other than it makes me sad. Either way, Britney wants a picture with... What's going on, guys? Hit the wrong button. Britney wants a picture with Victor Wembenyama at uh, Summer League. And so she's running behind Victor Wembenyama to try and catch him for a picture. And the security guard for the Spurs does not recognize that the person trying to catch Victor Wembenyama from behind is one Britney Spears. So that is uh, the video of the security guard for the Spurs, um, you know, reaching back, it looked like, to stop Britney Spears, who we didn't know was Britney Spears, from putting hands or getting too close to Victor Wembanyama. He did not recognize the situation. Now, Victor Wembanyama was uh, was asked about the uh, 
was asked about the situation after the fact and apparently brought more heat on himself because people didn't like his comments to the media. What happened last night is uh, I saw the news, obviously, this, uh, this morning. I woke up to a couple of phone calls. And uh, uh, so, yeah, there was, a, there was some, something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with, the, with some security of the, the team to, the, to, to some restaurant. We were in a hall, there was a, a lot of people, so people calling me, obviously. And there was one, pers one person who was, uh, who was calling me, but uh, we talked before with the security, don't stop because it's gonna make, it's gonna make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop. So that person was calling me, sir, sir. And that person grabbed me from behind. So uh, I, didn't see, I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight and we told don't stop. But that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder, she grabbed me from behind. And uh, so I, I just know that the security pushed her away. I don't know with how, with how much force though, but uh, security pushed her away. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't stop for, to look, so I kept walking and uh, enjoyed a nice dinner. <laughs> it wasn't, that was a fun night with the guys. Okay, so the thing that people are taking issue is, at least from the video angle that we just watched, it doesn't look like Britney Spears got anywhere close enough to Wembenyama to grab him from behind, right? We can watch the video again and determine whether Britney Spears got close enough to actually grab, put hands on Victor Wembenyama. <laughs> Now, honestly, you, you really can't tell that well, right? Because there's bodies in front of him, so maybe she tugs on the back of his shirt and you can't see it. Either way, when Yama's saying you got grabbed, by the behind, grabbed from behind, the video doesn't necessarily look like that, but there's not enough, uh, there's not enough to uh, determine whether or not that was true. Uh, DS says, is this TMZ now? Shit, yeah, it's July. What else do you want me to talk about? That's the only thing, that's the only thing in sports worth talking about. I'd rather do three hours of sports talk radio or an hour streaming show or two podcasts a week on Britney Spears and Victor Weminyama and a, and a JFK like Zapruder film. And I went talking about no D hop news really. And trying to stretch 40 minutes, although we've done so successfully tonight, stretch 40 minutes going on 41 uh, on an update about DeAndre Hopkins that really isn't much of a hot, an update at all. So, yeah, in the summertime, I'm absolutely down to pivot to TMZ Sports. Do you know why? Because there's nothing else to talk about. Okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. Always uh, good to be back in the swing of things. Primetime uh, every night but Thursday because Thursday is a big event that we're very excited about. We are not having primetime on Thursday because it will be time uh, it will be time for the Split Happens bowling event. We're going to have a lot of cool guests out there with uh, with uh, us to bowl for charity. Home Street Home is the charity that we are raising money for. Former Titans center Ben Jones is going to be out there. Darren Bates, former Titans linebacker. Coach Mack going to be hanging out. I'm going to text a couple of other people throughout the course of this week. See if anybody wants to join us last minute for some bowling at Kings Bowl in Franklin on Thursday. We want you guys there too. We want this to be a sellout so we can write the biggest check possible for Home Street Home. That's why we need you to go to 1045thezone.com to purchase your tickets today. What's going on, guys? Buck Rising here to tell you about the Split Happens Bowling Bash, the second annual event that we're having this year's charity that we're benefiting is Home Street Home, an incredible organization here in Middle Tennessee that works with the homeless community to make sure that they have all the resources that they need. 
What you're going to get with your ticket purchase at 1045thezone.com is three hours of unlimited bowling, food, drinks, and of course, a portion of the proceeds going to benefit Home Street Home. Kings Bowl in Cool Springs on July the 13th is when this is going down. Former Titan Center Ben Jones, Coach Mack of Titans Radio, Darren Bates, and the Raw Room crew. So many people from 104.5 The Zone who are on air who are going to be hanging out and competing against you for a lot of cool prizes as well. So make sure you get your tickets today at 104.5thezone.com.